0: So we have been doing a series, Cordell, where we talk about um, each group uh, on on our team regarding on our team, meaning the team we cover in the Ravens, and um, terms of. Um, where we see them go, how they did, how they fared, where we see them moving forward. Um, so today we're going to do the tight end group. And obviously we know who runs the show in the tight end group. That is Mr. Mandrews, AKA Mark Andrews, um, he is the creme de la creme mm-hmm. of groups in the tight end group. Um, there's other guys on this, obviously, that we are waiting to see them really have their moments. We, we've we seen Isaiah likely. We like some of the things that we've seen from him, but I just don't think we've seen enough as of yet. Uh, Charlie Kolar didn't come in until way late into the season, so mm-hmm. I really have no idea on what it is that, I'm looking for from him yet but I I have to believe in 2023 that will change and then Nick Boyle who was on the roster for the most part of the season was eventually waived at the end of the season he had a, a, a pretty decent cap number too I believe at the time but he hadn't played much all season I'd i been under the belief um all year that he um didn't fully recover from his injury and that was probably why we only saw him sporadically in um, blocking situations but essentially nick boyle's time had you know maxed out in baltimore so that leaves us to oh oliver i -hmm. apologize don't let me uh, i didn't want to forget josh oliver who they had traded um for four for, from Jacksonville um, a couple seasons ago was also on the roster. So that leaves at the Nile at the time, it's four guys. Mm-hmm. I don't, I would have to check Oliver's contract to see if it's up, if it needs to be renewed or whatever, but you got Mark Andrews, obviously who already extended his deal. So he's going to be here. And then you have Kolar and likely who are on their rookie deal. So they'll be here um, for 2023. But when you look at this tight end group at the currently with the four guys that we mentioned, um, what is it about this group that you like? What do you think needs to be improved?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's not much (laughs) to be honest with you that they probably need to improve at the tight end position because they've got some quality guys in there. And to answer your question about Oliver, he is an unrestricted free agent um, in 23. So, He's a guy that, okay. if they, you know, if they decide they want him back, they'd have to uh, re-sign him. And even sticking with Josh Oliver, he was a big part, I think, into as to why Nick Ball didn't play as much this year. Yeah. Josh Oliver, you know, at one point, Greg Roman said he flat out won the job. He, you know, he, he forced their hand um, all the way from training camp. So uh, Josh Oliver was a, this was the biggest impact he's made on this roster, I would say, since he's been here. Um, from a blocking standpoint and receiving wise as well. And he's a you if you look at the Ravens and their tight end room, for the most part, they they have a certain build that they like at the tight end position. They like these hybrid tight ends that are that almost have wide receiver capabilities. You know what I'm saying? They have that. They, they may not be as big as normal tight ends. They may be a little slimmer, more so like a wide receiver, but they like the versatility from their tight ends to be able to not only line them up in the traditional tight end spot, but they like to put them in the slot. They, I mean, at least in Greg Roman's system, we don't know what it's going to look like going forward, but they like to use the tight ends a lot uh, in their formations. That being said, looking at this group from top to bottom, I mean, it starts with Mark Andrews, like you said, and he may, he didn't have the all pro year, and you knew, you kind of knew going into this year he was he probably wasn't going to be able to duplicate what he did last year, especially once the injuries to Rashad Bateman, uh, and Devin Duvernay and those guys happened. And even Mark Andrews himself this year dealt with quite a few injuries. He ended up missing two games, one of which he just pretty much was asked to sit out for that uh and for that week eighteen game against the Bengals. Um, but you know, Mark Andrews is still a very good tight end in this league. Still a, an elite tight end in this league. I still believe he is a top three uh, player at his position in the NFL right now. Easily. Um, and that order changes depending, I think, on who's healthy and who's not. You know, between him, I, I think him and George Kittle are kind of like the two and three in my mind. Right, and, right. Uh, who, nice. Who's having the healthier year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Mark Andrews has allowed the Ravens to hide some of their deficiencies on the offensive side of the ball, specifically at wide receiver. Um, And this year, I think more than any other year, it showed how bad they need receivers because defenses were after the year Mark Andrews had last year, they were locked in that they were not going to let Mark Andrews kill them. And, to so their credit, they did. You know, they they did a really good job of bottling Mark Andrews up for the most part this year. I mean, he finished with under 900 yards on the season. Um, only only had five touchdowns this year. Like this was a down year for Mark Andrews. He hadn't had this low of a receiving number yards wise um, since 2020 uh, touchdowns. This is his lowest touchdown uh output since his rookie year where he had three yeah so, his standards it's a down year um but mark andrews is still a very uh very high quality player i just feel like again i mean you could say this for a lot of the guys on this ravens offense they i think that they needed an upgrade not only at the coaching position but i think mark andrews is another one of those guys like lamar that would benefit from the Ravens going out and adding more at the wide receiver position just to give more space out there on the field to, you know, uh, allow him more one-on-one opportunities, whereas now he's getting doubled and triple teamed and bumped all over the place because everybody knows he's the number one target in every pass play. Uh, And then you go to Isaiah Likely, who, you know, I may have – I learned my lesson a little bit being able to cover the team really all throughout the year for, for the first time. And I was told by a lot of reporters during training camp, you got to be careful with some of these guys because you know, they will look like world beaters in training camp. And then in the regular season, man, it'll be a totally different thing. And that mm-hmm. was the case for Isaiah Likely. Not that Isaiah Likely didn't play well or anything like that, but Isaiah Likely that we saw in training camp, I would make the argument that he was the best player on the offensive side of the ball in training camp. He was the by far the most consistent one. Uh, I mean, every day he's making highlight reel catches every day. He's beating guys over and over. He's not dropping any passes. I mean, this dude was killing all throughout training camp. And then you get to the regular season and he kind of like fades back into the shadows a little bit. And that's expected. He's a rookie, you know, um, at best coming into the season. He was maybe the third option in the past game at best. Uh, behind Bateman and Andrews, so I understood it, but I was disappointed that the Ravens did not find a way to make him a bigger focal point in this offense, especially with the injuries to wide receivers. I just felt like that would open up Mark Andrews even more and even himself even more. If Mark Andrews is getting double teamed, and that means Isaiah Likely's got one on one opportunities, and I like those odds. Now, yep. Likely had a couple of drops this year that didn't help him, um, but you know. I just thought it would have been so lethal for the Ravens to force defenses to have to pick which one of these guys they're going to pay attention to in the middle of the field. I mean, they're both great route runners. Speaking of Andrews and likely they both can make plays in one-on-one situations. I'm just so disappointed that they didn't find a way to incorporate him more into the offense, considering how bad they were struggling in the past game, Charlie Kohler. We didn't really get to see him until the back end of the year, um, but I, I think you got to see a little bit of a sample size of what he can do in that Bengals game. He's he's long. He's not necessarily the most athletic. He's not the fastest, um, but he knows how to find the open areas in the zone. He's really good at that, and he's got quality hands. You throw it to him, he's got a good catch radius. Uh, he can go up and get it. Um, I think going forward, he's going to be a big part of what they do in the red zone, so him is a little more pro- on the projecting side. Uh, but I do think he has an upside that'll help this team going forward.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I agree with that. And I also agree with you. We talked about this so many times on previous podcasts about why we didn't see Andrews and likely more together on the field when you needed pass catchers, when you needed guys to, to make impact plays, and it would have allowed the defense to respect one or the other or you know you're going to respect Mark Andrews and that's fine Mm -hmm. if you're going to continue to cover Mark Andrews but like you I I like one-on-one matchups uh against likely and I don't understand why you know we didn't see more of that but this is a to me this is this really has the potential to be a solid group I'm not and I'm not including Andrews because we know what he can do we know what he's capable of I'm specifically talking about the other two. I don't know if you really feel like you, you want to add um a, a, another tight end back, maybe for, you know, um, blocking them. Well,
1: yeah, they probably will. You know, they can't have enough of tight ends. Well, I mean, this is supposed to be a new regime. Right. We don't
0: You're know right. yet. Don't, right. We don't know if this new coordinator is going to love tight ends the way Greg Roman did, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I understand the importance of them because tight ends are multifaceted. They can, you know, you they can block, well, some of them because some of them can't some of them specifically they had to catch the ball um but but you got many of them that can block that can get off the line of scrimmage can and get some passes and all of those things so you know I it will be interesting to see if they feel like they need a fourth tight end I don't expect to see Nick Boyle back I think that you know his time here is his time here and I truly appreciate um, what he's done here, um, because he was one of you know to me uh, uh, some unsung heroes many times before his injury. Um, but this is a a, a a solid group, I think. I believe that this is a solid. The three of them right now, if they don't add somebody else, they're a solid group. And that's with me projecting that uh, you know Kohler is is going to be a guy like you say, saying that. Can get up for it in the red zone because of his size. Um, but, you know, we've seen some action of likely. We know what Mark Andrews is, and that alone, you know, has, has, you have to be, you have to feel at least good about what they can do um, overall as a group and how they could potentially create mismatches um, against defenses. I just hope that the offensive coordinator who comes in really finds a way to maximize having, you know, um, Bateman. Andrews and likely at the field on the field at the same time, numerous times. Because to me, that would be such an ideal matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if I'm interviewing these offensive coordinators, one of the big things that I'm going to bring up that, and I'm not trying to bash Greg Roman, but it was mild practice that, especially down the stretch of the season, once the injuries really started to stock up, that. The Ravens were not utilizing the limited weapons that they had on offense. I mean, they were limited for sure, but it's like they weren't even getting anything out of the guys that they did have at their disposal. And that was because of I think coaching and play calling. Like they they were perfectly fine with Devin Duvernay. Finishing games with no touches or one. That's crazy. Touch. It's its mind blowing that that is the case. We talked about Isaiah likely not having a bigger role in the passing game. Once the receivers go down it, when I, when I bring in this Pat, whoever this new offensive coordinator is, I'm going to emphasize to him that I want him to maximize the talent that we do have at our disposal, understanding that we may not have the best talent on the offensive side of the ball in the off in the league. But we do have talent, and if we do it right, we could do a lot better than what we did this past year. You look at the Ravens, they still were a playoff team despite having their top two receivers gone and their starting quarterback gone down a stretch. That's the sign of a quality team, if nothing else. Think of the games that they could have won had they actually decided to utilize the guys that they do have. I mean, some of those games they won because the, the other team wasn't good. I mean, you think back to that Atlanta game, you think back to the Panthers game, you know, I mean, some of those games and the Broncos game, I think they won some games by default simply because the other teams just sucked. Yeah. Um. And you know, it, it is games that they didn't win that they should have won. Had they done a couple of things differently. And, uh. and it's not all on the offense at all, you know, on some of the losses they, that they had this year, but I just think that they left so many plays on the field, so many points on the field because they kept a lot of their bullets in, in in the gun. You know, they they went back home with a full clip, I feel like a, a lot of times, um, because they just were going against the grain to a degree too much uh for for my liking. So I, I really want to emphasize, I would emphasize to the new offensive coordinator, like, man, even if we don't go out and get DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like that, and we're we have to come back with, you know, a similar type of group on the offensive side of the ball. I do still believe we have young talent on this roster that I want you to be able to unlock that. I want to see you try to maximize because we didn't do that last year. And I think they paid for it down the stretch.
0: I agree. And I think that the tight end group is a good start for that because we yeah. have two young guys that, um, you know, although we, we didn't see Kolar much because of injury um, prior to the season start, he did come in late and we saw some potential from Isaiah Likely. So I do. I agree with you. If you don't find the wide receivers that you're looking for in the offseason, utilize the guys that you have. Find a way to maximize their talents so then that way they can help your offense score points down the field. I, I You said it best. I I can't really add to that. So, I'm excited to see what they'll do in 2023. Mm-hmm. Ho- uh, hopefully under better management. Um <laughs> and I, again, I'm not this is not me trying to, you know, rag on um
1: I mean it or, is what it is. You know, like we that. all but watch the same games, you know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Yeah, no for, for sure. I mean, but at the end of the day, like you have to use the guys that you have. And right. I, I I need somebody to if you, I mean max it out. Right. You know what you currently have. Um, And so, hopefully, the next coordinator will do just that in 2023. So, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, On Friday, we'll continue our series with the next group that we'll be uh, going over. Uh, So, until then, from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.